Welcome back to episode two of the Unnamed Sports Podcast. I'm here with my esteemed co-host, Ralph, and we are ready to get into some NFL talk. So starting things out, what better place to go than the AFC West? Wild, wild west. Oh, yes. We can really approach it from a number of different angles to begin with. Well, who do you think is the favorite? I'm I'm one of those where I like to stick with the previous year's winners until you know somebody comes and trumps them. I'm gonna stay with Kansas City until, really? until the Chargers could go in and do it. I think the Chargers are the, probably a close second with the Broncos and Raiders, you know, looming, and you know, obviously having a great off season. I I think I think I'm gonna stick with the Chiefs. I think um, you know Herbert obviously has the chance to claim the division one day. I think I'm going to stay with Mahomes for now. Um, obviously, losing Tyreek, which we'll get obviously get more into as the episode goes on. But obviously, losing Tyreek is, is going to be big. Um, but their offense wasn't even so good last year, and they still won, still won the division, was still a two seed. Um, I'm, going to, I'm going to stay with the Chiefs until somebody proves me wrong. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's hard to argue with that stance. I guess... Just the rest of the division, the rest of the division got so much better that it kind of feels like uh, they're growing a little complacent. You know, the, the Clyde Edwards-Alaire pick looks a little bit worse every day. I feel like that's the moment where it all went downhill. It's the second Correct. you feel like you have no holes to patch where you can uh, use your first pick on a running back. It's kind of the moment where uh, where things are going to go downhill. And since then, you know, he's obviously not really worked out in the way they hoped he would. Certainly not in the way anyone anticipated he would. Running backs in the first round never work because you could always you could always pick, take guys for defense. Your defense is never good enough where, oh, we don't have holes. It's true. You, you never have enough a, depth. You could always use a third corner. Especially the Chiefs. They could have used a first and second corner at the yes. time. Yes. Ward wasn't, you know, wasn't at his best yet at the time. Um, he was still, you know, still a young player, still trying to figure out his role in the league. You know, he turned out to being a guy where um, you know, obviously he, he exceeded his expectations in a big way and they were getting be- paid big money. But the truth is, at the time, their defense wasn't that good. And, you know, they said Mahomes banged on the table for Hilaire. I was telling people even before we saw the outcome of the player that even if, even if he turned out to be good, he's more of a third down back. He was never, he was never really a, a you know, third, uh, first and second down back at LSU. He, Ended up playing the role in games where they passed a lot, where he, he stayed well, on. Well, the field. they were in the spread offense, so we don't even know what it would have looked like right. him being a first and second. Like he was never running out of the eye form or anything like that. Yeah, so they they were past first team that whole year that they went on one championship. But he he wasn't really he was. I think they even picked him to be a third down back, which makes even makes the pick even more baffling at the time because. You know, they had they had Damian Williams and they had you know he was coming back after they just won the Super Bowl with him basically being the MVP of the game. I know he didn't get it, but he played amazing down the stretch in that Super Bowl. And yeah, I mean th- that pick was really something that I shake my head about all the time. Yeah, I mean I find it hard to believe that they drafted him to be a third down back. I mean that just feels a little bit ridiculous. But yeah, that's definitely what his skill set was. Right. So that's definitely what his skill set was. I'll tell you what I think. Uh, the biggest argument in favor of the Chiefs repeating is this year. They got rid of Sorensen. Right. That guy's gone. <laughs> I think he's New Orleans' New problem Orleans, now. Yes, he's New Orleans' problem now. Uh, but look how many guys they had to sign in the secondary just to yes. offset well, they, it. Yes, well, they addressed it in the draft, too. <laughs> right. So I think for Kansas City, uh, obviously losing Tyron was going to be a big deal. But they quickly, you know, they quickly signed Justin Reed right into free agency, which is, I think, going to do wonders for them. I agree. Um, I think I think for the for the first time, Frank Clark is finally feeling the heat. After you know the last couple of years, he's been a little inconsistent. He's getting paid, you know, he's getting paid very high. And I think Karloftis will be huge for Frank Clark. Well, I think that's also why they did it. It sounded yeah. like they wanted to cut Clark outright, but the you know the money was the the cap hit was probably going to be too too high to do that. So. I think he's you know I think he has something to prove. I know he's been excused from workouts now, but it is still June. Um, I, I I think I think the defense will be better. I know we discussed that last episode uh, with the, you know, some of the draft picks, McDuffie, Karloftis, 
Um, and I think they're going to play more. They, I mean, obviously, after getting rid of Hill, you tailor your offense differently. I think they're going to play um, more of this, like, you know, not always swinging for a home run, playing more um, actual offense, you know, running through Kelsey, running the ball a little more, playing within, you know, controlling the clock a little bit, a little different than they're used to. But I was reading somewhere that they they weren't so happy with their offense last year, obviously. Where they, you know, they yeah, went I weeks, can imagine. Right, they went weeks without really being so dangerous. So I feel like they're going to, you know, play a little safer to the belt. Um, and that usually helps... It helps the offense. It helps the defense. Defense is on the field less. Instead, you know, you're throwing 80 yard bombs to Hill the whole game. Your defense is gonna be on the field a lot. So I think I think they'll be more balanced. I think the Chargers are definitely giving them a run for their money. They almost won the division last year if Staley didn't go crazy in that second game on Thursday Night Football, where he was just going for every fourth down in his own end and and just doing a bunch of things that I think were a little you know above the moment of the game, but. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I think I think the Chargers are close. I just it's hard for me to come out and say, you know, the Chargers going to the division, the Chiefs are, you know, being the wild card next year. Um, it's still a Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I'd imagine it's kind of one of those situations where it's just going to be such a grueling division where you could hardly tell the difference between the division winner and the wild card winner. It's, it's pretty likely they'll have two wild card guys, Correct. you know, two wild card teams. In there, um, just before we shift towards the Chargers, a couple things I wanted to add on to what you were saying about Kansas City. With regards to their defense, I still think uh, the biggest question is uh, that linebacking core. They're counting on a lot from Leo Chanel right away. Um, and he's allegedly <clears throat> super pro-ready guy, but you know if he doesn't pay off immediately, there are definitely a few question marks in that linebacking core. And uh, just to add on to what you were saying about, you know, this uh, supposed new style of offense where they want to control the clock a little more Mm -hmm. and keep things a little more in check. Uh, Juju definitely fits that. I mean, he's a target hog. He always has been. And so, you know, if uh, between having him and Kelsey over the middle and, you know, maybe Valdez Scanling and Hardman just as vertical guys on the outside, maybe that, be good for them. So I wonder, I wonder if Juju could stay healthy. You know, we haven't really seen much since his his first year when he played at AB and, you know, th- he wasn't really required to, you know, carry the load offensively. Uh, he hasn't stayed healthy the last couple of years. Um, you know, there's obviously a lot of critics about his TikToks and, you know, some of his off the field demeanor. Right. Um, I wonder, I wonder, I, I, I think, I think, you know, you'll see, You'll probably see, you know, see a new Juju under Andy Reid and under, you know, more serious locker room team over the last couple of years. Well, I think Tomlin runs a pretty tight ship over there. In he Pittsburgh. does, but but you saw what him, you saw what Claypool and Juju and all these guys have been doing. Uh, it's it seems like Tomlin's more of like a you know player, a player's coach, which you know people love, but sometimes it doesn't always lead to you know doesn't always lead to the guys behaving so much. So. Uh, I guess I guess we'll find out. It should be an interesting story. They have to. They have, I mean, they have to replace Hills and say numbers, and that yeah. leads me to to bring up. Did you see this this Tyreek Mahomes slander over the weekend? Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, I my first instinct was I wanted to be mad about it and I wanted to shamble Tyreek Hill. But think about it: if you're Tyreek Hill and you come on my podcast and I say, "So tell me, what do you think about Tua?" And you say, "I hate him. I miss playing with Mahomes. He was so much better." You know, there's ways, there's to ways that. to, I think there's ways to address it. Mahomes is, get, every time that Hill doesn't play, Mahomes is going to have a long day if he said something like that. I mean, come on. Yeah, Let's, but you always, first of all, football is a sport where you kind of have to be a little provocative. You always need to give yourself a mental edge. I mean, there's so many football players, it's just trash talking in sports in general, but you always hear retired guys say, like, I would make things up about my matchup, like, just to give myself fine. a reason to hate him. Fine, but... You need to give yourself that edge in football. I mean, it's like it's warfare out there. You gotta, you gotta be. You have to convince yourself of things that aren't even necessarily true. And you know, I'm all the way here for uh, for Tyree Kill bashing Mahomes because he doesn't play with him anymore, <laughs> and because the Chiefs didn't want to commit to him, and going up to bat for his for his new quarterback, even though there's clips uh, surfacing from their training camp That's the best where Tua is tossing him a deep ball, <laughs> and it looks like he's practicing fair catches. Best video He's been ever. standing still for the last thirty seconds. But. I'll tell you this: it, it, if Tyreek really believes it, which he obviously doesn't, but if he really believes that Tua is 
in Mahomes in the same world as Mahomes, I think he's gonna have obviously a very rude awakening. But yeah, that's probably true. Um, I guess we'll see. I don't. Know, I just I was I was a little taken back. Like I think there's ways there's ways to to say it. I think there's ways to you know leave a team and and obviously promote your new team and promote your new spot, especially a team that just paid you thirty million dollars a year, the richest receiver deal in the history of the sport. There's way there's ways to say it. Yeah, I don't think you should go there and start shitting on Tua, but at the same time, I feel like there's this you know this Mahomes definitely <laughs> deserves a little respect for you know from his. He that deserves top respect, receiver. but you know what? Maybe when they ask Tyreek again when he's retired, you'll hear a different answer. I'm sure. That's the way sure. I see it. I'm sure. But I was reading a thing today, which I, which I found interesting. I, I always believed that Kelsey was their, you know, their first option. And, you know, as good as Tyreek is, I always felt like, you know, he was more their secondary guy on the offense. And I, I listened to the podcast a little bit that he had and the way his agent spoke a little bit. I think that he was sort of confirming that he didn't love being option two or at least at least one B, you know, because right. I, I, it sounded like he, he, he was a little frustrated with his role. Again, a lot of these things you say on the way out because, you know, you're on the way out. But I don't know. I, I, I found it interesting that I always believed it, but it was never really confirmed. Well, if you're if you're Tyree Kill, you know, it, Travis Kelsey's role is going to be Travis Kelsey's role. He's the best tight end in football. And he plays the game like a souped-up tight end. You know, it's not like a Kyle Pitts type of thing where they're spreading him out wide and what have you. So Tyreek Hill, on the other hand, he's kind of been typecast. Like, the issue with Hill's productivity this year was a lot of it came underneath. A lot of it came in unfamiliar ways. Mm -hmm. And it's because, you know, teams weren't giving him an inch to breathe once he passed 20 yards. And Correct. so that's going to lead to frustration with your role when and it's not like he's not Devontae Adams. He's not Stephon Diggs where the whole route tree is open for him. I mean, I think he's super underrated as a route runner, as a short distance guy, as a contested catch guy, and even as a jump ball guy for his size. I mean, he's like super physical. But with that being said, he's definitely typecast in terms of the discourse, the way we talk about him. You know, I think he's in that wide receiver one in the NFL conversation. Sure. But oftentimes, you know, it's like you'll hear you'll hear people say, oh, he's a gadget guy. You know, it's a limited route tree. Whereas, you know, Diggs and Adams have more of that toe tap, more of that get up and get it type of profile, which I think is completely unfair. But so I'm sure a lot of that perception was starting to get to Tyreek because, you know, these guys, they're, it's, it's the 20%. They're mm -hmm. on the internet. They're on Twitter. They're reading what people are saying about them. And I could imagine Tyreek Hill probably didn't really get the respect he felt he deserved. And I think that's completely fair. Now, the problem is he's going to Miami, and I don't know, I don't know what they have in store for him over there, but I'd imagine it's a lot of bubble screens and a lot of end arounds sure. and a lot of lining up out of the backfield and doing your best Debo Samuel impression. Which, by the way, everyone's the new Debo Samuel. Oh, they're going to use Mike Debo Samuel. <laughs> I was watching the draft, and every guy that had a little muscle at the receiver position, yes. he got picked. That wasn't, that didn't look like Tyreek. They would say, oh, okay, this, is, this could be the next Debo. I, I imagine they're going to use him out of the backfield. No, they're not using Garrett Wilson out of the backfield. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you have three end rounds in your college career. You're the next Debo. They're not the using Garrett Debo Wilson Samuel. at his height and his size as Debo Samuel. They're just not. <laughs> It's just not doing it. But to, to piggyback what you said a little bit about Tyreek, I think people that, that make those comments that he's just a deep threat and all that are not watching the game. He is a route-running mastermind. And, and I guess I guess maybe there is something to you know what he was saying that he felt like he was disrespected a little bit. And you know his role did change a little bit last year. But my, my, my thing is I keep thinking back. It's like, all right, so what is he expecting in Miami? So is he is he really expecting for just everything to change? He's gonna you know, everyone all of a sudden the respect's gonna be there and everyone's. I mean, I think he just wants a new battle to fight. I think uh, you know in his mind, if Miami you know gets a wild card berth, Tyree Kill has thirteen hundred yards and ten touchdowns. Even if you know the target diet is similar, the narrative will just completely shift because it's two and I'm a Holmes, mm -hmm. it's Waddle not Kelsey. And, you know, it's new threads. And so I think he just wanted a new challenge. I think he just wanted, well, first of all, he wanted to get paid. Everything everything that we just said, this narrative nonsense that we're, we're dwelling on, it's nice and everything. But the fact of the matter is Tyreek Hill wanted his fucking money and he deserved it. Deserve and Kansas City wasn't going to give it to him. And you could argue it's the right move not to give it to him. 
you know, he is a burner and he's, he's about to be on the wrong side of 30 and his body's held up really well over the years, but he does have a relatively small frame for his position. You make the AFC place. championship four years in a row, you pay the guys a guy. You know? I agree. I don't know. I, I, I agree. The age thing is real. The age thing is real. Um, but the money but it's gets four tight. year deal. Okay, so what's the worst case? You probably get two good years out of it. You probably have to eat. You probably gonna end up eating a year. Yeah, that. but you you don't have years to eat when Patrick Mahomes is taking up forty percent of your salary cap. I understand. I'm, I'm, to worry about. A lot of these, a lot of these, these trades, I side with the team that got rid of the player, especially when they're in their high twenties. There's something about Hill and the way that that offense moves. And again, I know that we discussed that they probably want to change things up and, and keep it more conservative or whatever. I don't know. Four straight AFC championships. You have a Super Bowl in there. You have two Super Bowl berths. Really, should have been three if um, D four didn't go off sides in that Patriot game. But it's a pretty drastic change. I get it. The, the money would have been money was a little crazy. As a Jeff fan, I was ecstatic to pay it if they were going to get Hill. I think he changes everything you do, especially for a second year quarterback or a third year quarterback. In Tua's case, I love the trade for Miami. I loved it for the Jets. Um, listen. I've, people that count Andy Reid out a lot of times look like morons in January. So let's see. Let's see. I know it wasn't only his decision. I know, you know, Veach also trusts his way of doing things. I think they think Hardman's going to, you know, obviously not be as good as Hill, but at least, you know, come well, in. And Sky Moore. Sky people Moore. are really high on Sky Moore. Yeah. He's got to change his number, though. There's no, can't be receiver at number 24. I love off. it. It's throwing me. I off. love the, the the chaos of the New Jersey numbers. Oh, I'm so crazy. here for it. I just don't like when the linebackers and the safeties. When the linebacker wears, um, I was watching. I was, I was watching the the NFC Championship the other day. The guy on the Rams, uh, number 32. This guy Trayvon Howard. He he's wearing number 32. I'm thinking, oh, right, he's a safety. I find out he's a linebacker. It's just like, I don't know. This the 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 Jersey numbers really throw me off. Especially, yeah, I was watching a defensive end wearing number 24 also. Oh, I'm all the way Oh, here. Melvin Ingram. Sorry. Yeah, Melvin Ingram was wearing 24. And I'm just like, I don't know. It's weird to me. Okay, so uh, I think that's that's enough uh, discussion of Kansas City. Um, let's talk about some of, before we, we go back into the AFC West, let's talk about some of the wide receiver reinforcements that are available on the market. There's obviously one name that sort of overshadows the rest. But there's an interest. I think there are three interesting guys who could really help a lot of teams. Maybe not. Okay, so the first guy is Julio, and I'll tell you, that's that's kind of cheap because Washed. we don't really know what he's capable of at this point. Nah. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of want to disagree with you just because of the pedigree. And he did have his moments for Tennessee last year. Moments? Where was, where, where was I? Like four <laughs> moments. I'm saying like actual moments. He made yeah, like four crazy I, catches. <laughs> I don't know where I was when those but, took place. No, nah, he had a nice little toe tap. He had a bobbler. Julio did some things last year. I, I, mean, I got into I got into a few. I want to say almost physical fights last year when Tennessee and Atlanta made that trade. I was like, "What? What, what is Tennessee doing?" I get it. They need a receiver. They're desperate. They lost Corey Davis in free agency. I and mean, I was just like, "What are they doing?" And everyone said, "Oh, Tuyo, Tuyo, Tuyo." We do love, we do love. Shut the fuck up! It's not 2008. Uh, Julio in 2021 is just not. He has, he has every single year a soft tissue injury. He could be a situational guy. Situational on the bench. He hasn't played. (laughs) He hasn't played more than feels like six games in the last ten years. That's true. I'm over Julio, and I was saying Ridley was better than him four years ago. So. That's true. Well, well, I'd rather be Julio than Ridley at this point. I'd rather be Ridley. You'd rather be Ridley? <laughs> yes. You'd rather be They probably play ass. the same amount of games this year. Oh, gosh. That? I can't believe Calvin Ridley. That's really classic. Well, um, the guy wanted to bet a little bit. Oh, big deal. Bet. He's just like you and me. Yes. But, so, okay, moving on from Julio, because it's hard for me to disagree with you. You remember a guy uh, You remember a guy by the name of Will Fuller? Yes. Another guy who cannot stay on the field to save the life of him. But when he plays... He's in his prime. I'll tell you, he's a little different than Julio because Julio, even when he plays, I feel like the guy can't even move anymore. But when Fuller plays, he's unreal. Um, I was reading somewhere that that you know, maybe look out for Cleveland because uh, he played very Ooh. well with Deshaun and oh Houston. And I would love that they could they could uh, you know fill the Landry loss with Fuller. Um, it's but Peoples a, Jones is a deep threat in uh, his own right. I'm a big Peoples Jones guy. I'm happy you brought him up. I'm a big. How could you not Pe- be with a name like that? Yes. 
Yes, I'm a big People's Jones guy. I think he's got a lot of talent. And I don't know. You still hope to see Watson on the field. You don't know. The, the whole season could be a wash for Cleveland. I think it might be. I mean, there's a good chance that that contract ends up being the worst contract in NFL history. There I, is a there's a feasible reality where Deshaun Watson doesn't play another game in the NFL. Oh, stop it. Stop it. He'll, he'll get 66 women in 17 months. He'll get his eight. He'll get his six to eight games. And this could be bad. I don't know if this is six to eight games. I would do the trade again if I'm Cleveland, and I'd give him even more money if I had to. Meaning, even more meaning, money? I'd give him even more money if I had to. 40 more women, and you want to give him more money? I'd give him, I, I till the day, I still think, you go to bed on a Sunday morning with Baker Mayfield, you wake up Monday morning with I don't disagree. Deshaun Watson. I don't disagree, but there's a lot of uncertainty. He might not play again. He's going to play. He's going to play. Listen, Goodell will probably want to, you know, show everyone that he's, you know, oh, I'm for the people, and this is probably give him a couple extra games for it. Everyone, will, everyone will cry, women. everyone will complain. Everyone will cry and complain because it's sixty-six women in seventeen months. And you know what? The guy could play football, and at the end of the day, that's really all that matters. To these, well, you have these to stay teams. on the right side of the law. You can't play football from a jail cell. They don't even give you Madden in there. He's Maybe not, wherever Watson goes to prison, they'll give him Madden. He's not going to go to jail. Not gonna go to, they already threw out the case. Okay, yeah, they threw out the case for the first 18 allegations. We got more. Okay, it's a new so, wave. Okay. It's all going to get pushed under. Again, do I think he'll be suspended? Sure. Oh, he's got to get suspended. Okay. That's for sure. You sit your eight games, and then all of a sudden you have a top five quarterback at your disposal. Okay, say so he's a little rusty in the beginning. He hadn't played in two years. Yeah, you'd stuff. have to imagine this season's a wash for Cleveland. 2023, you get him back. Opening day, you have Deshaun Watson on the center at age 26 or 27. No, I think, yeah. I, I take it any day of the week. Any day of the week. That's true. But and they have Brissett in the meanwhile, who's probably the best backup in the league. I mean, I'm, I'm on the Cleveland train over here. I think I think since they brought in this new regime, uh, you know everyone everyone has their criticism of Stefanski last year. I think Stefanski's one hell of a coach. One hell of a coach. Baker's left shoulder was hanging off the whole year. That's true. Which I think you know, uh, yeah. I think gets held against Baker unfairly. I agree. I'd give I him agree. a shot. Me I'd too. Give him a shot if Me I had too. nothing better to do. Me too. No, if I didn't have if I didn't have a young second year quarterback, and I was in sort of that like where I was a couple of years ago, where the Jets were a couple of years ago with the. Before they got Darnold and they had the McCown, we're wasting blowing money out the window throwing at McCown. I would have done Baker then, is for you know come in, see what you got. At least at least it's some upside. So do you uh you have a you have a particular destination you think works for Baker? I know everyone's floating around Carolina. I I cannot imagine watching Drew Locke for seventeen weeks. I I, I just agree. can't I just can't envision it. Whether it's gonna be whether it's gonna be Baker, whether see it, whether San Francisco is gonna. Swallow their pride and, and, and maybe discuss Garoppolo with them. I, I don't know. I just can't imagine them rolling out Drew Locke and Geno Smith for 17 games. Is it? Are they tanking? They, 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 I don't they, think they're tanking. They're not tanking. The guy, the coach is a million years old. They're not tanking. I think it's time. I think it's time to take Pete Carroll out to the back of the barn. Three years I ago. He had a nice run. Three years ago. It just, it just feels like they're just chasing go. that old, that, 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 Legion of Boom team. And they it just, chose him over everyone. They chose Pete Carroll over everyone. It's crazy. Sure. Over everyone. Even, it's him even or me. Russ. It said, even all right. Russ. It's yeah, even Russ. Even Russ. And, and even the way they've used Russ. I know, I know we said we'll talk about Denver. But even the way that Seattle's used Russ the last couple of years, it just feels like it's like you have a Ferrari, but you leave it in the garage the whole year just because, uh, you know, you don't want to wear and tear on the tires. Why the fuck did you buy the Ferrari? I, I just don't I, I don't understand. I get Ronnie, I get controlling the ball. They they wouldn't use him till they were down twenty six in the fourth quarter every game. Just didn't well, make I think sense. this year they tried to change that. And then he broke his finger. But it's every, too little too late first at that six point. weeks of every year. Oh, let Russ cook, let Russ cook. And they do let him cook, but the then first something six weeks. happens when the weather gets a little colder. They go six and oh, the they get hyped and then they run the ball sixty times yeah. a game. People are cracking necks. Chris Carson, this oh one, that God. one. Chris Carson that really picture? shouldn't play football <laughs> again. There are things that are more important in this world than playing football. Yes, yes. If he we'll, wants we'll to keep playing, more day. power to him. But yeah, I don't know. I that picture imagine. looked uh, a little it grotesque. Was yeah, it was a little gruesome. grotesque. Um, but yeah, so sticking with, uh, sticking with Russ, how do we feel about Denver? I happen to be super high on them. I wonder what the defense is going to look like without Fangio there. Yeah, um, um, I do think they'll miss him. Probably, you know, one of the eight brightest defensive minds in the league. 
I can't believe he's taking the year off also at his age. I love it. I'm saying he's supposed to come back. They're saying he's going to come back next year. He's he's going to look for a head coaching job. That would be the biggest mistake of all time. Somebody hired him as a head coach. He's not a head coach. Some guys. No, I really don't think that's true. I don't think there's enough evidence to suggest that he's not. He's done a lot with those monstrosities of quarterbacks Denver has been trotting out the last couple of years. Go watch the end of games and watch watch his in-game coaching. And you won't say the same thing, I promise. Listen again. Ultimately, he turns out half decent records with quarterbacks who have no business. He knows how to coach defense, but that uh, I think a lot of people in this in this world, whether it's you know beat writers for teams, whether it's national reporters, whatever it is, I think there's a lot of people that believe that anyone that could coach one side of the ball could automatically be a head coach. Todd Bowles, for example. How the fuck is Todd Bowles a head coach of another football team after his stint with the Jets? How he's been groomed. Being groomed, watch in game, in game, third and six, fourth down. This is goal. before Bruce Arians got a hold of him. The whole idea he now is was that with he's Bruce been... Arians before, before right. the Jets yes, hired him from Arians. Yes. You're right. The guy was in game clueless, and I get, I get it. The Jets were, you know, the worst ran team in the history of the sport. I get they haven't hit on a draft pick in fifty years. I get it. So you're not in high on Tampa game. Bay for this year. I am because they have Brady. At the end of the day, someone's going to cancel out each other, and in a lot of these cases. You lean Talent with wins. the greatest of all time. Yeah, you lean with the greatest of all time to cancel out some of the bad. I don't even love Leftwich, but I think you have Brady. You have those receivers. You get Godwin back later in the year when it, when the games start to matter. And you I have, think, and you have Tom Brady. I, I don't. Just, not much needs really to be said after after the name of Tom Brady. But Todd Balls getting another job, Fangio even being discussed possibly next year for another job is is crazy to me. Crazy to me. I don't know. I think, uh, well, first of all, I'm pretty high on Leftwich as an OC. I mean, he's got a ton of experience at this point. At this point, yeah. And he has been, you know, the second in command to the greatest show on tour for the last couple of years. So my question is this. How much, and I guess there's really no way to tell. I guess we'll we'll be able to tell now McDaniels a little bit. But how much of a guy that gets to coordinate Tom Brady is Tom Brady? Or is it the guy calling the play? Well, I, I guess you never know. I, Josh, I happen to think Josh McDaniels, McDaniels has made uh, quite the living off of off right. of being Brady's coordinator. I happen to think McDaniel's is, is great at oh, what he does. I'm awful. Oh, oh, I as a coordinator, him. I don't know how he'll yeah. be as a head coach. As a coordinator, I happen to think that despite having Tom Brady, that he's just all worlds of calling plays. I would rather have Basaccia. I would rather hang on to the interim guy than bring in McDaniel's. Interim never oh. works. The interim McDaniels never works. McDaniel's has no character. What it, he did to Indy. No character, but if you call plays, like Gruden didn't have any character either. I don't know. They, hey, Gruden definitely had character. He just had outdated character. Right. But enough. You, know, you dropped Gruden in 1962. I love Gruden. I love for him, like Dan Campbell. I know? love Gruden's personality. I don't know. If, I don't know. If, I still don't know if he's a good coach, but I like. I like his yeah, fire. I, like I like no his one fire. knows if John Gruden's <laughs> no a good coach or not. I, I like still no don't know. And and and. I remember that Tampa team that fired him, and he was nine and three, and he blew it. And it, it felt like at that time, this is like twelve years ago, thirteen years ago. But it even felt like at that time that they played that they were better than their record was better than their team said they were. And whatever he, they collapsed and they fired him. And at the time, I was like, "How do you fire John Gruden?" But now that we have a little more evidence and we, we see some of his personnel decisions that he's made in the draft and we've seen some of the guys he prioritizes over others, I don't know. Is he good? He's definitely not a good talent evaluator. Is he's he definitely good, not a good talent evaluator. Is he a evaluator. good head coach? Uh, I mean, we'll never, we'll obviously never get to know. That because, infamous Raiders for first, uh, first round. Yeah. Ugh. Jacobs, Farrell, and uh, Jonathan yeah. Abram. Yep. All got their options declined for the, for the, the fan that isn't so into that side of this that listens to this podcast, if you're not picking up the option, the guy's not good. Yeah, or Simple. he's Daniel Jones and he just didn't get the chance yet. Delusional Giants fan uh, reporting for duty. Daniel Jones, this guy probably fumbled as we were saying this. He probably just fumbled. You know what, Mike Kafka's going through him. He's going. He's going. Uh, he's going through his favorite like first Kafka. down sets, second down sets, and goal line sets I like every Kafka. day. That's how they start today. I feel like Kafka was was due for this, so I guess we'll find out. I like the Giants staff. I like I like what they've I like what they've done this it offseason. Really could be I know I right. said that last week, but I really like what the Giants have done. Will it be this year? Probably not, but I, I 
think they're trending upwards. They're building. It feels good when your team's building. Yeah. Okay, so back to Denver. I know we got a little sidetracked. Yeah, we, we love football, so this is it's gonna happen sometimes. But back to Denver. Um how much of Denver's record, I know I know we touched on this, but how much of Denver's record is gonna be, you know, predicated on how good they are versus their schedule, which is gonna be Kansas City twice, the Chargers twice, the Raiders twice. Um, you know, first year in the offense. I'm assuming they're gonna let Russ Cook. So, you know, it, it's it's going to be it's going to be a, a total different, you know, situation. New coach. I think their defense will be good enough. I love Sertan. I think that. Yeah, that well, pick, there's plenty going on in that secondary between yeah. Sertan and yeah. Simmons. Yeah, the, the secondary will be fine. Um, I think they paid Gregory too much, but I guess the jury's still out. If he has the Cowboys, they'll they do anything to get him back. But I, I think. They paid a lot for Gregory Chubb. I f- still feel like it's a guy. Well, it'd be nice if we could see Chubb on the field. Yeah, I still think he's a guy that you, we don't. The jury's still out, even though, like we said last week, we love to instant gratification. I think I think Chubb deserves the benefit of, you know, come in. Let's see what you got this year. Probably a make or break year for him. I like a low key signing that Denver. I know we were talking about free agency before. I like DJ Jones from San Francisco mm. that they signed. Gritty player inside, great against the run, low key pass rusher. Love that signing for them. I think Denver. I think Denver. To sum it all up, I think Denver really. Um, they could be. They could be. You know, really good. But at the end of the day, they probably won't win the division. They probably aren't the second best team in the division. So, if, you know, assuming you don't injuries have to be aside, the second best team in the division to make it to the playoffs. You'd have to be, but you have to hope other other divisions don't produce. Right. Another wild card, whatever you get. Now the seven teams get it, but you know you get my point. You'd have to be either a six or seven seed uh, I, to I get in. Their O line is so underrated, and their weapons are so deep. I forgot until I was just looking it up that they drafted Dulcich, yeah, tight end from UCLA. Yeah, yeah. I mean they just have such Big an boy. embarrassment of riches. But their division I, again, they they could be. It could be good on their own. There's another, you know, there's 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 eleven other games that that aren't played in the division. It's just and everyone's got the same schedule, man, in that division. But are they better than Kansas City and, and L.A.? They they aren't. So it's but that's the beauty of that division. It's just it's just it's a lot going on. A lot of a lot of firepower. A lot of a lot of new faces. You know, a lot of new new coaches. New well, we both agree they're better than Vegas, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, till the day, and I don't know what it is. I'm still yet to be sold on Carr. I don't. I just he just doesn't. He's so mediocre that it's almost like I just you, you're really stuck with a guy like Carr. I said this about Detroit with Stafford. It's forever. purgatory. You're just stuck. You, you can't do anything. You can't. You can't upgrade from him because how you get rid of Derek Carr? He has you know, he led us to the he led us to the playoffs. He's a, he's a good locker room guy. Blah blah blah. Detroit, I, I always felt that way with Stafford, that they were stuck. Happened to be Stafford was much better athletically than Carr is, but I always felt that they were stuck with Stafford. They can't win because he, he guy never won a big game before last year. You know, finally they trade him to the right spot and he unlocked all this potential that he's had, who knows, you know, through all that 11 years that he's been in Detroit. So I would love to circle this Derek Carr debate back to... Uh our discussion last week regarding Lamar Jackson. Yes. Do you feel more comfortable being stuck with Derek Carr on this deal or paying Lamar Jackson 10% more? So it's basically the 45 we were discussing. Yeah. Good question. Obviously, obviously, I think Lamar Jackson is better than Derek Carr. Carr probably will stay healthier. Um, it's, good, it's a good question. It's a good question. I, I would probably rather play, and I can't believe I'm saying this, I'd probably rather pay Lamar 44 than pay Carr 40. So there you have it. There you have it. But but having said all that, I still wouldn't pay Lamar the 40. So what do you want to do if you're one of these teams that just hasn't lucked it? So are you just of the opinion that if you're lacking a top seven guy, then your only route is to tank till you get a QB and to keep throwing shit at the wall until it sticks? There's ways to do it. There's ways to build around. Like I think I think I think the what the Raiders did is they stocked up on you know keeping their core intact, which is now Adams, Renfro, Waller um, for the next. You know, a couple of years, they gave Carr the contract, and it's like, all right, there's no excuses. You have the receivers, uh, you know, you have the O lines, uh, average. You know, Miller's good. Other than that, I guess we'll see. Um, 
Yeah, I think I think that they're saying, listen, if you can't take the next step with this, then no, you're not the guy. But the problem is you're you're in 120 million on that, just on that bet. So yes, and by the time it's, it's over, if it doesn't work out for a car, then you're down two first round picks. You're down two first round picks because, and you're down all the money. And Adams is 50 at that point. So yes, yeah, I mean it's a gamble, but yeah, I I I, I want to say that if you don't have a top 10 guy. You're not even you're not doing anything, but then there you know there are a bunch of teams that have quarterbacks where I understand them not moving on. Does that make sense to a, to a degree? Right. So th- I guess that's really what just what I was trying to pick your brain about because it depends on the guy. It depends on the guy. I think Derek Carr gets away with four stinkers a game. I mean, at four stinkers a season. Stinkers, but really bad. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I'm like, talking like under 200 yards, multiple picks. I had him in fantasy last year, and I get fantasy is nothing to, you know, total different sport, but he was getting six every week, and I just was like, how could you tell me that this guy is worth all that money if, he, if, if he's throwing for, on average, one touchdown a he week or whatever? well, he's clutching the fourth quarter, and he has a beautiful narrative crafted. Exactly, but, I mean, still, you still wake up with Derek Carr. You still wake up with Derek Carr. I mean... It, it's good enough for the worst team in that division, I I believe. But they also still have guys. Like, they still can compete. The roster is better than it was last year. And they made the playoffs. So, will they lose more games? I know we discussed this last week. They'll probably lose more games, but their team's better. Right. That's also in, indicative of the right. They, you know, they beat Denver twice. So, it makes it makes for some interesting... That division, I'm telling you, we could sit here and probably talk about it for, for weeks. What are some NFL free agency signings you're lower on than other people? So, and this... We'll, we'll keep it in the division, but... J.C. Jackson at that money. Really? I, I, I understand it. No, so I understand. He's a good age to get a payday like that. But how many of those guys have worked out in the last five years? It's, it's, it's very, very rare. There are rare. shades of Namdi. There are shades of Namdi. It's very rare, especially a guy that, you know, has all the picks and, and on, you know, it all, it all looks good. But I have a thing with guys that New England doesn't choose to pay. I know they don't really pay anyone. Yeah, I was going to say, who does New England choose to pay? They don't Tom pay. Brady makes, uh, you know, <laughs> makes Solomon Hill money over there. Right. Um, they don't like to pay many guys, but my father always, always, he always tells me, he goes, the, guy, the guys that, let, that New England lets walk. I remember when the Jets brought Revis back, and I was ecstatic. Revis is back, shut down corner, Revis Island. I took out my old jersey. I got all excited. My dad came to me and goes, I hate to burst your bubble, but if Bill doesn't want him or Bill's not bringing him back or figuring out a way to make that contract restructure work, because I know they had some weird two-year deal with a one year was just bogus. My dad kept saying, he goes, I'm telling you, if Bill lets him walk, especially to go back to the Jets, there's something wrong. And ever since then, I take my dad's, <laughs> my dad's word, uh, you know, I, I know it's worth a lot. So, yeah, I think the guys, especially in the secondary, that New England has let walk, I think have all been back in New England. And I, I mean, Collins isn't playing in the secondary. And, and Van Noy's not. And Van Noy's not in the secondary. But a lot of their guys that they, on defense, that they let walk end up back on their roster in two years. Yes. Flowers from the Lions. I know they didn't re-sign him yet. But, like, you get the point. The guys that they make big money elsewhere always make, you know, Coming from New England system, a lot of times you have to think: Is is this the product of the system? But he, you know, Belichick's also a cheater, so that's also you never know when when they're cheating scumbags. But that that to me is a signing I would I would take a long look at. Um, another bad one. It's not just a sexy name, but you know why not? Emmanuel Ogba, I thought was was just a ridiculous payday. Miami. I know. I know. We, there's a, you know thing about keeping your own, keeping continuity. Well, I think it's important, especially when you're bringing in the new regime. Right. At that money, I don't care if, uh, you know, I don't care if the guy is standing in the locker room naked upside down getting his team ready for the game. At that money, not for me. Again, I, I, I'll always criticize teams that go and pay someone else's guy too much money before I criticize teams that bring, bring back their own. But that contract was just... Right. Disgusting, and then we could talk about Njoku also, another guy that, that well, Njoku, your own. Yeah, well, that's retentions. I mean, Njoku didn't even hit the open market yet. Yeah, I was talking yeah. about free agent acquisitions. Oh, okay. So um, does Ogba even count in that? No, Ogba wasn't part of this class of free agency. Right. But 
Um, I'll give you. I'll give you a name. Uh, I'm not crazy about the Allen Robinson deal. I'm mm-hmm. like pretty against the Allen Robinson deal. Ooh, I don't. I don't mind that so much. He couldn't. I understand the Nagy Bears. It's like a tax write off. Like we give you. We give you a mulligan. It's okay. But he didn't create an inch of separation. But he hasn't his whole life. Yeah, he's not a separation guy. I guess you're right. It's, I'll tell you this. It definitely is an interesting fit because Woods, he's essentially replacing Woods. Woods, Woods. And Woods is the separation king. Yes, that's Woods and Odell. Yeah. Well, Odell will be back, I, I believe. But really? Yeah, I think they're going to bring Odell back later. Well, I mean, they have, I, I'm pretty sure they did the surgery. So they have all the medicals. They have all the info on the knee. There was, there was a report that they didn't like what they saw in his knee when they signed him. So I right. think that they wanted to do a surgery anyway. All, all signs in that case point to them, you know, them having at least, you know, a one up on everybody else in terms of knowing how long it's going to take for the need to be fully healthy. Yeah, I'm not going to go after them for getting rid of Woods because, like you said, they have the paperwork. They did the surgery. It was right. all completely in house. Right. But I just don't know if a 29 year old Allen Robinson at that money. Is oh, the money, the, the money, the money was definitely steep. Um, it's steep money when you're already paying old yeah. guys real money. At, at at a certain point, though, that Wagner contract, the Wagner contract was was a, was a bit much for me, especially Oof. if it was instead of doing Tyron. I'm a big Tyron guy. I thought that he, that that I, I know they were looking at both of them. I thought that Tyron would have been the better, you know, locker room hype guys up. I know they have a lot of those guys, but like I felt like he, he him next to Ramsey in that secondary, I felt like would, would be better than what Wagner brings to them. Especially that they've gotten a lot out of Ernest Jones. They've gotten a lot out of not much at linebacker. Um, I just think they were trying to fill like a star power void after letting Von Wall. I think it was also to stick it to, to Seattle. Seattle a little yeah, bit. Yeah, which is always we're nice. We're going to come get your best players and we're going to go beat you twice a year and make you suffer. Uh, I I happen to... I happen to... I hear what you're saying about A-Rob. I'm not going to go and say, oh, you're totally wrong. Fuck you. I think that I think that. Why fuck me? Come on, let's get into it. (laughs) I think that A. Rob, in that that quarterback and that coach, if he's any good, he'll be good. Like he'll be a good fit there. I don't know. I don't hate it. I I happen to think that that it makes them it makes them a better team. They definitely need a receiver. They're gonna let Woods go. Uh, They they brought a guy in who is healthy, and I know he always nicked up, but he's 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 healthy. He's not coming off an ACL surgery like Woods and Odell. Um, the last word I would use to describe Allen Robinson is healthy. Healthier, I he guess, is the right ailment. term. He has been dealing with an ailment for as long as I can remember. Right. Yeah. I'm. I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I thought the money. I thought it was. It was a little bit of money. I, no, I definitely didn't come cheap, especially like third or fourth day of free agency when guys start to go for cheaper. They didn't definitely didn't get a discount, but I don't know until the Rams make a mistake. I, th- I think. I think the Floyd contract was a bit much, but until they make a mistake. You gotta just trust them. You gotta trust Snead and McVeigh until they make a mistake, and that's Fuck also picks. yep. And that's also where I was gonna was gonna mention about Denver's defense. They hired from McVeigh's defense. I know McVeigh does the offense, but he like had this guy handpicked that's now running Denver's defense yes, for whatever Denver's it's worth. Um, I think he was their secondary guy last year. He was their secondary guy. So picking from that Rams system has been has been gold for any everybody. So. Sure. You know that's something to keep an eye on, but yeah, I I don't I don't hate Arab. I don't hate it. Okay, so on the flip side, what are some free agency acquisitions you're higher on than most? I'll start with Valdez Scantling. Mm-hmm. What I liked about the Valdez Scantling deal, aside from the obvious field stretching value, you bring him in when you lose Tyreek. It makes sense on that level. Gives you a twin burner. Is he good? The on the other Is he side. a good football player? So I'll tell you this much: it's a three-year, thirty million dollar contract. They could get rid of him after this year with no dead money. All these contracts on the surface look more. No, than it's really not are. true. Every other contract that we've discussed so far, there's multi-year commitments. A lot of them, if it's a three-year, two of them are real. Yes, but one I'm and saying a half there are multi-year commitments on every contract that we discussed. Mm-hmm. This Valdez scaling deal has a one-year out, and I think that for one year, it's a nine million. It's nine million dollars for a year. You know, I guess once you let Tyreek walk, you have a certain wide receiver budget. You either use it or lose it. So. Right. Nine million, eight million. We didn't even mention Kirk. Yeah, because what are we? 
Why would we mention Christian Kirk? You gotta just let that go. No. Why would we mention Christian God. Kirk? You know, Whole mar- it's crazy because the effect that it had on maybe twelve teams due to the, them He's essentially a higher annual value than yeah. Allen Robinson. How many teams did it affect? It affected it affected the Packers and Kansas City the next day. Like it didn't even it even take it didn't even take a, a week till it affected those teams. It's still gonna affect Washington. It's still gonna affect San Fran. It's still gonna affect Seattle. It affected Tennessee. I could, the list goes on. How many teams did it affect? Um, uh, Who's Christian Kirk's agent? Look it up. His agent is... It doesn't even matter. It's bulky writing the contract. Just moron. So I, I, have, I actually have a few signings that I like. Under, one of them under the radar. One of them not so much. But I think w- Traverius Ward going to San Fran was just... I think the signing of the entire... Uh, free agency, including including the expensive ones, including the cheaper ones. Like I think he was just the best outright signing. I, I don't know. I think Ward's great. I think he. It feels I think like San Francisco always has a revolving door at cornerback. Yeah, I, always need and this is their first. It feels like in a while they're f- since Sherman. I guess their first like expensive, young, talented. Well, Sherman was talented, but not when he got there. But yeah. I'm a big. Traverius Ward guy, and, and the Jets were looking at, at corners themselves, and I saw that, and then I saw what DJ Reed went for, and I was kind of kicking myself a little bit because it was only a couple million, and I'm a big Traverius Ward, so that's my that's my number one move probably from the whole offseason, aside like maybe that. aside from probably Watson call. and some of the bigger receivers, and then I was I was thinking about one earlier today, I just think it's low key, it's cheap, but I like Cedric Wilson to Miami. I think he was productive for Dallas last year. I think he's underrated for sure. He's underrated. And as you could tell, I'm very high on that coach. So I'm very... I'm high on him too. The only yeah. question is, will that personality rub people the wrong way? It may. Also, also I think frat, bro. Yeah, I think his, his, his whole vibe isn't really head coach. I think it's like offensive coordinator, run game coordinator, whatever his title was in San yes. Fran. I think that's it's more of that. I think their offense is going to be... It's going to be productive. So you have Hill, you have Waddle. I think, you know, you always have to assume guys are going to miss weeks. And I just think Wilson's that perfect right. guy that you know, guys are missing, guys are out, and you could just plug him in. So to go off of that, this isn't a free agent acquisition, but the acquisition of Devontae Parker for New England, I'm pretty into that one. I don't know how he fits with that. I guess we I don't know what their offense really is going to well. look like. I think he fits really well with the other wide receivers. Look at what Bourne brings to the right. table. And you look at what Myers brings to the table. Neither of them are really that big body. But who's but who, uh, like he wouldn't have worked at McDaniel's last year. I, I'm, I know they're going to rip up the offense and start over or whatever. They don't even know who's coordinating it. But I don't know. He, he wouldn't have worked last year on I that in that system. So I forgot who I heard say this, but building a, I, someone I respect a lot said this. Um, basically, the quote goes as follows. Building a wide receiver room is kind of like building a starting five in basketball. You want your floor general. You want your big men. You want your high flyer. And I think especially the way Bill Belichick does it, where he crowdsources the wide receiver production, where you know at this point in where the Patriots are at, they don't believe in a dominant X. You know, They kind of spread the love, as you see with the two tight ends. And, you know, obviously uh, they love, you know, receiving production out of the backfield. And so in that sense, Parker just adds an element, a physical element to that receiving core that they just didn't have. And they, it's not like they paid such he's a He's sort of that X, though. Uh, they gave him a three, which is a lot. And I don't know, he sort of is that X that they just never, it doesn't work for them. Like They tried Nikhil Harry, it didn't work. Well, Nikhil Harry was just a bit of a scouting disaster. But he's but he's that same. But the guy has less straight line speed. Than yeah, no, he can't I mean, really compare. Yeah, but Parker he's, but he's that record. X though. He's the X that they. Yeah, well, when I was saying they, they don't believe in an X, I was saying they don't believe in a dominant X that gets 120 targets a year. Right. But. Right, but he's 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 supposed to be. He's that. got a physical profile that the team lacks, and he has a track record of production when healthy and when utilized. They definitely paid for it though. Like, they, like it's, yeah, it wasn't a cheap. It. It, wasn't, yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't cheap. cheap. It and, wasn't and he's cheap. and he's and he's older also. He's not older. He's like twenty seven. He's 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 older for how they are paying for him. Basically, they're paying him real money. They he's they gave him a three. He hasn't. He's never healthy. I, I mean, I, I I could see why you like it. I just don't. I just can't imagine him being a thousand yard receiver. I could be wrong, but 
it's not even about whether he hits a thousand yards or not because they paid so much for Bourne, right? I would say the Bourne signing went well. He didn't even like touch. No, no, no. Yards. I agree. No, the Bourne signing did did. It rubbed uh, did everyone panic. the wrong way. It he hasn't out. come close to touching a thousand yards, but it still worked. And I think you, it's, you know, you know, it's funny I about think, Bourne. I feel like he's that signing was more of. You know, some of the signings that I like, it's younger guys that haven't really hit their potential yes. yet. You're paying for what you think they could be. I don't always love those, but in certain cases, I think this Parker trade represents a little bit of that too. We'll see. I, I'm not. I'm not as into it as you are. But I don't know. I also think it's the Bill Belichick version of. I think it's the Bill Belichick version of doing everything you can to support your young quarterback. Like we'll for see. most guys, that means. Trading for Stephon Diggs, but for Bill Belichick, it means trading for Devontae Parker. Yeah. So in that sense, I kind of yeah. like it. Um, also, in a last, just to wrap up the, the Parker thing, mm-hmm. when teams trade guys within the division, it says something about the player and it says something about the team trading. So, Well, I think that that kind of goes out the window just because of the new regime. Does it though? You're still trading a guy within the division. And I... I think there's no chance that Parker was ever going to fit into McDaniel's scheme. Oh, for sure not. But oh, he definitely should have been on the outs. But if you think he's got much left, you know, you 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 have the right. medicals, you have the player, you have the guy, you see him in practice every day, blah blah blah. You know the guy more than than everybody else, and you shipped him in the division to a, to a team that you're pretty pretty close to in 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 roster building. Like you, like the Dolphins and Patriots are pretty close. In terms of win loss this year, I'm, I'm, I'm I would assume. Right. I don't know if you trade a guy that you think is so talented. You know, the guy that you picked in the first round. I know it wasn't the same regime, same coaching staff. But well, it feels like he was a first round pick ages ago. It was, which is also why I thought he was older than 27. But <laughs> yeah, so that's my that's my take. It is about that time. We have crossed the hour mark, and it is time that we let you guys go. Until next time, thank you so much for tuning in to Rip Media's Unnamed Sports Podcast, and stay safe.